everyone, and welcome to the Culture Shock Podcast, where we talk about movies and anything else that comes to mind. I'm your host, Chris Stashew, joined as always by the baddest man on the planet, Michael Swan. Hey, everybody. And a seemingly reoccurring guest, James D'Alessandro. Hey, how to hey. And a first-time guest and longtime friend, almost too long to some respects, Yashar Parasta. Oh. Great. <laughs> what a douche. Uh, <laughs> of course yo. a man of many words a man of many words um so this week we watched another horribly bad movie but good in a great way uh miami connection um i'm assuming many of you listening haven't heard of this movie it is an american 80s kung fu musical oh actually it's Taekwondo, but... I oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And everyone in the film is Korean. Uh, well, no, everyone's white except for the two Korean guys. Well, no, 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 no. The black guy in the movie, his mom was ha- his mom was Korean. And oh, his yeah. father was of black America. Yeah, okay. of black America. That's what he says. <laughs> I, my father was a, from black America. I thought, for some reason, I thought his dad was, like, deployed in Korea. <laughs> I mean, how else is he going to meet a Korean, right? That's what they're assuming is Taekwondo is in Korea, not in the United States. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but he's he's like, my fa- my mother was Korean and my father was from black America. Uh, just America, you know. Yeah. Um, so um, let's go around the table. What, uh, starting with our, our new new guest, Yashar, what did you think of the movie? It's right off I'm, the top of your head. It's pretty awful. Uh I mean, I understand it was made in the 80s, but the production values are terrible. The acting is really bad. The best actor is the Korean guy who do- who clearly English isn't his first language. Um, I'm not even sure English is his second or third language. <laughs> it, may, it may not even be a language he knows about. He may have just been given syllables to add. His mouth out. He is good at the Taekwondo, though. <clears throat> um, I mean, the basic premise is these guys are in a band, and some other band got let go for them. And the guy, the girl in the band, her brother, like, runs drugs for ninjas. If, But he's not a ninja. And, I mean... Are you saying that this was confusing? This made sense to me. I felt like all the conflict, I'm like, why are all these people trying to kill this band? They've done literally nothing to anyone. Except, I mean, their biggest sin is their music is awful. Friends forever, right, guys? Great. <laughs> it's a great song. How dare and, you? And there's, like, a gratuitous amount of shirtless scenes, I feel. But it's not like these guys are built like Thor or anything. They're just shirtless all the time. Thor is his first go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Chris Hemsworth I, needs to be shirtless in, like, every movie. But that's neither here nor there. Um, well, what about you, James? I thought it was a splendid film, an American classic, if you will. <laughs> Are you being um, as someone who is a black belt in Taekwondo? I felt a deep connection throughout the entire film, and your, and lack, was... and your lack of ability to use the English language. <laughs> and, yes, and I'm Korean, so it all comes together. Well, everyone who does Taekwondo is Korean. Exactly. Uh, I thought that was a requirement. Actually. The best part about Taekwondo is it's all over the world, remember? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not just in Korea, it's everywhere. So we're going to take our band and... And we're going to go to the countries our parents are from, yet we don't know who our parents are because we're all orphans. So. <laughs> um, question. 
Is our main character from South Korea or did he escape from North Korea? Because this fucking chick is just I don't think they ever clarify that. No, I don't think so either. What about you, but, Swan? What, what do you think of the movie, Swan? I mean... Before we just get into the meat of this garbage. It's easy to see why this thing has a following. It's made the midnight playlists for uh, like Alamo Drafthouse and the like. Well, Alamo Drafthouse was the, were the ones who released it. Well, yeah, but I mean... They got the distribution rights or something. <laughs> oh, After yeah. the guy bought it off eBay for $50. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's decent enough that it's developed similarly to um, some of the other movies we watched, that it's developed kind of a cult following. The room. And the room. The room. <laughs> but I love the uh, the tagline for the movie. Uh, it's the uh, basically like the opening statement on IMDb. A martial arts rock band goes up against a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. And it's just so... The overall premise of the movie is just really bad. I mean, it's a pretty decent story, actually, but, like, the way that they went about making it, basically because it's, I mean, an indie film, Y.K. Kim wrote the movie, directed it, and starred in it, so, uh... Well, starring, you mean he tried to speak English. Yeah, and then, then overdubbed it. But, <laughs> he uh... Carried I am not afraid! <laughs> I am not afraid! Oh, boy. <laughs> um, uh, also, you guys ever know, have, have you guys ever seen a drug cartel that refuses to use firearms before i i have the um, they're all fucking the ninjas man the motorcycle ninjas they use motorcycles but firearms no like they have such taekwondo skills it's and, all over the world it's i i mean it's, it was just you know you watch it and you're like i mean this is generally a terrible film like it's in the vein of the room you know what i mean where it's like oh it's so bad it's good in quote it, at but, least the room has I don't know. This movie's worse than The Room. Yeah, the, I feel like The Room at least had like a story that you were like, okay. Um, I can follow the plot of The Room. I don't know what was going on in this movie because that guy wanted to kick that guy's ass because he was dating his sister, but he doesn't really give any reason other than he's like – He's just a douche. Yeah, protecting his sister. I mean – But he also sells drugs. <laughs> and he's got a sweet feather earring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yes, they don't do a good job of like explaining plot points. But the movie reminds me of the classic six, late sixties, early seventies, like kung fu movies. So it's it's something you I would watch. I'd like if I were doing like a like a martial arts movie marathon, I probably wouldn't have a problem throwing Miami Connection in there with like a couple of like really old Jackie Chan films. Like no, which, no way, dude. The martial arts and the Jackie Chan films are so much better. I'm not saying it's like on that level, but I mean, if I were like if I were going to be, have like just a martial arts film night and I was going to be drinking, I would have, I probably wouldn't have a problem putting it in there. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is a, this film has um, some value. I mean, it is a mark. It's a Kung Fu, excuse me, Taekwondo. It's a Taekwondo movie. Yeah. Now I will say throughout the entire film, that band should have died like 12 times. No, they're, they're dragon sound, bro. I don't care. They were outnumbered five to one multiple yeah, but times. The power of Taekwondo I, love will still will save them all. Ninjas who took out guys with guns. I'm not even worried about the ninjas. Like the like the two overall brawl scenes were were like they were outnumbered at least three to one, and the ruffian thug assholes that they were fighting against all had like bars and chains and and like pointy sticks. Like they should. Those are called all... swords. No, no, because they didn't use swords <laughs> until they fought the ninjas. At the end of the film. All I'm saying is you want me to think this movie is in Made in America, but not a single person owns a gun. 
I don't know. I mean, they had guns at the beginning when the when you see the ninjas take on the uh, that cartel and yeah. steal all those yeah. steal all the coke. The ninjas did kill the guys with guns. With... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say to you, Star's point, the ninjas still managed to kill all the guys with the guns. Hey, it was dark. It was dark out. I mean, the ninjas were in their element. They went to the stormtrooper school of shooting, where they just shoot in the general direction, but they are paid to miss. Speaking of That's awesome right. settings, uh, how about that gym that the that the the brother of the girl I don't even know what his yeah. name was. The gym where they were hitting each other with lead pipes. Yeah, like, <laughs> like these people like pumping iron. Like, all right, okay, it's a cool gym. And then there's like this, like six dudes just basically molesting each other in the middle of like I don't even know what that area would be like the stretching area, and they're just fighting there. I mean, I heard that that's the kind of gyms that exist. I mean, we it have is to, like, we have to move out of the way from being hit in the head with a lead pipe. I'm sure, it is. I'm sure those places exist. And the the whole that's time, CrossFit, was, right? Every time I saw <laughs> UCF shirts, I was thinking of Blake Bortles. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this is how he learned how to play football is by watching this movie. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, but you guys, you guys definitely saw like. I mean, most of us play games to some extent. Hotline, Hotline Miami, like was in the back of my head the whole time. The music. The music is very reminiscent. The actually, music and aesthetic. Like. This reminded – the movie actually reminded me of any, – any of you guys played the game uh, Warriors? Mm. That, like, game, no, like, gang game or whatever where it's like – Well, you mean the one that's based off the movie The on, Warriors? Yeah, it's based off the movie, yeah. <laughs> you guys ever heard of this game called The Warriors? They made no, a movie I, about I it. Was introduced, <laughs> I was introduced to the game first before I saw the oh, movie. So Jesus. I had, Warriors, I come out to play don't feel bad. Like literally, no one had seen that movie before the game came out. That's like, a great like, movie. You know, Shut up, you yeah, shark. Fuck it, I don't feel bad. Uh, I still haven't seen the movie, nor have I played the game. Um, so. The movie's pretty good, but this movie is like Warriors with less English and more neon <laughs> <laughs> and more ninjas. I mean, there's like you know, was there a time in the '80s where ninjas were a thing? Uh, I mean, you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's about it. Yeah, I don't remember ninjas being. Well, there's also surf. Um, what's that other movie like? Surf ninjas or whatever. Uh, it's it's the three ninjas. The three ninjas, and then there's like the three ninjas take Hawaii. Yeah, they're but like that was, on surfboards. Was like, eight out of the 90s, and Hulk Hogan was in one of those movies. I so. tell you what, brother. Of course that's, he was. You, you know that's like a, like a legitimate art project at that point because you have Hulk Hogan in there. What are you talking about? Hulk Hogan is an American treasure. Uh, I, I I'm 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 not disputing that. He's yeah, I love Hulk Hogan. Um, I, my personal opinion, though, this movie was not as bad as the movies that I've reviewed so far this month. Having reviewed the Vanilla Ice movie, Cool as Ice, Whoa. which you can which you can read the review on CultureShock.com. Um, this movie at least had a plot, and it wasn't a glorified music video. Um, no, that's what you get for watching a movie with Vanilla Ice in it. That, that's not that's my boy because that actually. <laughs> hilarious movie no what oh my god god dude you, you just watched the movie starring vanilla ice as the main character don't give me crap for liking Death by boy but it has adam sandler in it uh and like we said an american treasure <laughs> adam sandler hasn't been funny for 10 years uh I, I, that's a point of contention <laughs> i guess um jack and jill is an underrated film that's oh all I'm my gonna say. god, god. No, why no. are you on this <laughs> yeah can we just him now and... All I'm gonna say is, have you guys seen Jack and Jill? I'm assuming no. So before you, so why would I? Because it has Al Pacino in arguably his greatest role ever. What? Have you seen real movies? 
I'm just saying you have you, it's you're like Spike Lee saying he won't see Django and Jane because it's racist, but he hasn't seen the film. You know? What? No, I'm not gonna see Jack and Jill because it looks bad. You can't really <laughs> say anything about it though. I mean, you do have a point. I can't really talk about a movie if I haven't seen it. But from the trailers, it looks bad. That's a fair point, but I'm just saying it's secretly hilarious. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, he literally said, he, Well, time out, because he literally said, arguably, Al Pacino's best role. I know, right? <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said arguably. You can make an argument. Could you? With The Godfather, uh, Scarface. Have you seen Heat. real movies? Do you know about real movies? Um, I, I'm just saying Al Pacino's amazing in it. Ocean's 13. Uh, 88 minutes wasn't all that good. 88 minutes was off. Um. Anyways, back yeah. to Miami Connection. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking talking about Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, I didn't include any Adam Sandler movies. Um. Yeah. In this in this month's reviews because they they need a whole month of themselves. Um. You know, I don't think this movie was. I don't think this movie was bad. I think they had good intentions when they were making this movie. But it kind of strikes me the same way The Room did is they were trying to make a good movie. Oh, but they definitely they just were. don't know how to make a good movie. This was definitely like a pet project for YK Kim because it literally was like it turned into like a world peace, love everybody type movie at the end. Except for the fact that YK Kim is one of the guys movie who cuts people's arms off with a fucking samurai sword. Yeah, but they uh, only through peace can we attain only through nonviolence can we attain world peace and cutting ninjas arms off. Yeah, but they that, they cut up Jim. Yeah. Oh my God, don't even get but, let's okay. let's wait to talk about that. So, so two things. A, can, are we saying like we can spoil the film? Like that's fine. Is there anything well, to spoil? Well, I don't, I don't know. But you know how people get. Look, so, man, apparently he's not listening to any of our podcasts where we talk I about every say. bit of the movie. <laughs> well, okay. So the reason you brought that up, I was like, yeah, they talk about because the, the last line of the movie is like, um, there will not be world peace until we get rid of violence or something along yeah, those lines. That's literally like yeah. the last sentence because they do that that sentence bullshit at the end of the movie. He, Yet five minutes prior, we're watching these two dudes cut down at least 20 ninjas with swords. Not to mention, they take this guy into the hospital while they're covered in blood. The guy's cut open, and, like, no police are like, oh, what's up with the 30 bodies? I don't you know. know. Just, yeah, I was about to say, where were the cops when they were fighting in a river next to, like, a street? There's The what? cops are only in one scene when they're yeah. just having a street brawl with these in other the guys. In the of a fucking like, warehouse area, like— yeah, and they're like, oh, where's the bad guys? But other than that, you don't see the cops during the cartel shootout. You don't see the cops when you have these gang riding in the streets. You don't see the cops when you have, like, 50 people fighting in the middle of the road. There's, like, no cops in this film. Wait, it's, wait, you've been to like, Miami. Is that not the way Miami is? Ninjas running around fighting people in the streets? I'm just saying, like, there's literally, like, 30 bodies strewn about. And, these guys, and I mean, I guess, whatever. Self-defense, right? It's kind of weird because America. There's, there's only like two gangs in Miami in this movie, so like, the biker, the bikers, and the ninjas. Yeah, and then the, well, no, the bikers there's... and the ninjas are the same people. I thought they were uh, working together. No, no it's the, the biker ninjas and then fucking uh, Jack's the gang. Band. Yeah, the scrub yeah. Jack gang. The band's not really a gang; it's just like six dudes fending for no, themselves. No, but there's, there's other one band. of which one of which looks like our esteemed guest, James Alessandro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I stand by true. that, James. You look like that guy with the mullet. There's the other band that keeps trying to fight them. I'm like, really? You're like, it doesn't oh, yeah. even make sense. I'm like, a, you guys already got beat up by the club owner, which that scene didn't even make sense to me till after I Wikipedia'd it. B, so even if you beat them up, you're not getting your job back because you tried to fight the owner. So I, it, like, their motivations make zero sense. Yeah, 
I mean, do we do we want to break the movie down from the beginning, or is there no point at this point? There's no point. I, yeah, I don't really it's, think there's a point. I mean, we can just let's you, you just want to talk about you want to talk about some talking points. Um, to me, I just I don't. Ah, man, I want to know who came up with the. I guess YK Kim came up with the script, right? Yes, YK Kim had the idea for the movie, wrote the screenplay, oh, and directed the film and started it as Mark, the non-English speaking Korean. <laughs> What I really want to know, I want to hear Yashar's favorite scene from the movie. Yeah. Please tell me your favorite scene. Um, There's so many. T- oh, I got it. The makeout scene. No, the, either the makeout scene, it, the beach scene, either the part where the dude randomly falls into the girls and they're like. <laughs> the guy who looks like the guy who looks like James. Yeah. That guy. I thought you said the mullet guy looks like James. That's the mullet guy. Yeah, the mullet guy. Oh, He's like right. Joe yeah, Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, can I get a kiss? Can I have a kiss? Who does that? And then, and then, and then, like two minutes later, we watch in on the the tall guy and the gangster sister who making out. But it's like the most awkward makeout scene I've ever seen. I thought it was it's, hot. Like, I, I just I felt <laughs> uncomfortable watching it. Like like if if there was like two people having sex on screen, I would have felt more comfortable than the makeout scene I was watching. Whoa, that's a pretty big statement. Um, it was. Were you guys not? Was it not like awkward? It, I mean, it didn't bother me really. I, I will agree, it was kind of awkward. But then again, like, that guy also just looked awkward. Yeah, yeah he did awkward. It was like Big Bird without the feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but that is almost a perfect description. That sounds about yeah. I was say that sounds about right. <laughs> and and he and and do you like? At the at the end, him and Mark go like, for lack of a better term, like bloodlust, and they're just like, Berserker rage killing people. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty boss. Not gonna lie. And they just spend like all their screen time flexing and gritting their teeth. (laughs) That that's actually how you practice taekwondo. It's just you flex. That's it. You don't actually move anything. Wait, can can you do that again? Nice. Nice. The part where not having visuals sucks because I can imagine it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it probably looks oh. like he's taking his shit. Oh well, um, maybe he is. <laughs> what? Uh, what about you, Swan? What's your favorite scene in the movie? Uh, damn. Uh, my favorite scene is uh when Jack dies when they do that <laughs> bullshit and they like hip bump him off the top of the like canister <laughs> thing when they took <laughs> Mullet Guy. That's probably my favorite scene. Whoa! It's yeah. like the most shittily done fall and death scene ever made. It was a little disappointing because like you saw him kind of fight some guys and he was like, oh, he's like a decent fighter. Yeah. So like Mark will have a cool like thing he's, that's going he's, on. He's Boba Fett. He's like super <laughs> badass, but then he dies but, in like the least cool way. Yeah, he's just like he's like just a. What was he holding? Like the most spiked bat in the world, or like I don't know. It looked like some Masters of the Universe prop that like they took off the set. But he's like just swinging it, and then he just like loses his footing and like falls, and I'm like, wow, I don't know. He's a kung, he's a taekwondo master. Uh, no, he's a ninja. He wasn't a taekwondo master. He was no, he was he was he was a master of just one earring. <laughs> he was a master. He was a master of grabbing disgusting looking um, biker chick tits. Oh, that, I forgot about that. You do see tits in the movie, and they're disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty lame. What about what about you, James? What's your favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene has to be when it's like halfway through, and they just have this little training montage where they're like 
on this little grassy knoll and they're training and like uh they're sparring and the super super tall nerdy dude is getting his ass kicked and then uh yk kim is about to punch him in the face and then and his mouth is open and it looks like he's just about to get fisted down the throat <laughs> oh yes and i i kind of cringed for a second but then laughed hysterically because of just how disturbing it looked. They, and he kept his mouth open for like 10 seconds. Yeah, he looked like he was prepared to just take it. He was like, oh, well, this is happening. It's happening. I can't stop it. It's like he walked into the set and he's like, oh, this isn't the porn flick. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm going to do the same lines anyways. Fisting connection. I thought that's yeah. what this movie was. Um, it, it may have been better if that was the title. <laughs> my my favorite scene though is when um, Jim, the token black guy in the movie, yep. he he gets the letter in the mail about his dad. Yes. Oh, and, and John's <laughs> just being a dick to him. Yeah, and he like takes it away, and he's like, "I got your letter, nana nana boo boo." And then he gets, it, he's like, "It's my father." My mother was Korean, and my father was of Black America. What is that? Uh, what does I, that even mean? This is not the '60s. This is not, you know, this is not, you know, like civil liberties, like civil, you know, like we're not dealing with that right now. You just say like my father is American. I we know were, we we figure he's black because there are no black Koreans except for you apparently. I thought you were talking about the scene when his dad actually says like he's here, <laughs> like everyone runs out of the house and like they hoist him up like it's like. They just won, like, the World Series or something. And according to Wikipedia, they all pulled their money together to buy him that suit that he, his dad never sees because he got sliced, sliced in the chest. You know, it's a real interesting question, though. How is it that Jim gets slashed in the chest and doesn't die, yet all the ninjas get slashed even less than that and die? Because oh. he was a good guy. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. You guys are forgetting the best scene when that mullet guy gets um, – kidnapped and they go save him with a stick mark hits a guy in the neck and causes a giant laceration yeah i was kind of wondering i was like man that is one sharp wooden stick for being able to do that kind of damage but only through nonviolence can we attain peace um so mark is more of a do as i say not as i do type of teacher well, I would even I wouldn't even say that because Mark actually I mean Mark reminds me of most Jackie Chan characters in these types of movies where he doesn't want to resort to violence but he's not afraid to to like protect kind of himself like the, like the pizza chef yeah 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 because yeah and that the was definitely the awesome. pizza chef oh the can pizza we, yeah pizza. Can, we, can we call him the, the Asian Mark? the Asian pizza chef can we call him Future Mark uh Future Future Mark I actually think his name is Yoshido. Uh, that's <laughs> of course it was. Mark. That's Korean for future Mark, right? Also, Mark is definitely not his real name. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying. sorry, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yoshido is the Yoshido is the head of the motorcycle ninja gang. Um, okay, ninja. The, they they call the guy that owned the pizza shop. His name, his well character name was Uncle Song. Okay. I want to I know why they thought it would be okay. I, th- I want to know why they had an Asian man making pizza. As opposed to an Asian man just making you know, Asian did you, not, did you not know that pizza is a Chinese invention? It's it's true. I, you know, fuck. The Italians stole it. The Italians. <laughs> I didn't know that there was um like wasabi and ginger it's, on a it's, flatbread. Well, see, wasabi and ginger, that's actually more like a Japanese thing. Oh, god damn. But, um... <laughs> fuck me. 
However, um, <laughs> the idea of having bread and then sauce and toppings on it is a Chinese invention, apparently. Yeah, actually, Let me just say, little known fact. When the Roman Empire conquered all the way down through the Middle East and such, they kind of nitpicked a little bit in China. Then, and that's where they stole the pizza idea and brought it back to Italy. I thought that was Marco Polo that did that. <laughs> I thought it was YK Kim. Um, <laughs> it's not Papa John's. It's Papa Jong's. Oh man. <laughs> I thought, Papa it was songs. Just, I thought it was Papa Song. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Papa Song. I definitely almost just sprayed my adult beverage all over my microphone. <laughs> oh, man. I want to know why they were like, yeah, let's have this Asian man just making pasta and pizza. Well, they had to have their Mr. Miyagi. Except that guy talks. had no lines in the movie. Yeah, he talked to me. He said, he said he's been really busy at the restaurant. and he had, Thank and he, you for stopping the, the, the Diamond Dashers. Well, no, he fought the Diamond Dashers oh, himself. Yeah. Remember? yeah. Cause he got pissed. He handled business. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I make mistake. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the point of having him in the movie was though. Like, he really didn't contribute anything. Well, just that one to, fight. Scene. He's supposed to function as like their mentor. So basically, they're Mr. Miyagi. Is yeah, he their but, mentor though? Because he doesn't do shit to them the entire well, movie. Well, there's a yeah, line. But, there's a line about halfway through the movie where they asked if if Uncle Song was going to come train with them. Uh, yeah. And then Mark is all like, "No, he's really busy with the store. Or he's too busy getting... making pasta." Well, no, no, it was like he was having problems with like the ruffians, like that, like dining and ditching and shit like that. Right. Like it made it seem like he trains with them like as a friend, not as a. I don't master. know. I don't think. Well, probably, probably, it definitely as a friend because they were like super, like freaked out and pressed that fucking Mr. Miyagi like whooped ass on like six dudes by himself, and he's like, oh, he's like ninety five. I feel like we're insulting the 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 memory of Pat Morita by talking about this guy as Mr. Miyagi. I don't know, man. Just <laughs> just saying. Wusing Park is is the next Mr. Miyagi. Speaking of which, um, did you guys notice how no doors were used on the cars? Like they had to jump in and out every time. Well, this because they all I, this because they all drove convertibles all the time. That's the badass way of doing then, it. I mean, no, but I, they only make convertibles in Miami. <laughs> And it's the 80s, so using doors, that's that's so 60s, man. I mean, yeah. But there was uh, I was like, okay, I get they jump up in the back. It's only two doors. But the driver, I'm like, it'd be faster if you actually opened the door than jumping over. But these are like the things I noticed. Badasses don't get in cars by jumping, by opening doors, dude. Come on. Clearly. Hey, man, this, I... is, a, this is a movie. Where's your sense of imagination? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, YK Kim had an imagination. I, I just, man... This movie was amazing. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to point out that the all of the fight scenes, the bad guys were actually really they they were actually kind of good guys because while they're fighting these, they're vastly outnumbering this small band of five six guys. And, and you mean band is in they actually play music? Yes, <laughs> band yes. of guys. Dragon sound. Dragon um, sound. So great, great name for a band, by the way. Yeah. Um. So as they're fighting them. The bad guys were actually kind enough to about like get to the point where they're about to punch someone and freeze just long enough for them to be kicked. Because um, do you know what that's called? No, it's I. Called, it's called the Assassin's Creed style of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever played those games. <laughs> you know, because the guys only attack you one at a time. Yep. Oh yeah. Instead of like just rushing you. That's what I was saying. Like. Sound, Dragon Sound, or whatever the fuck they're called, should have died like 12 times. Like, 
like the first like real big mob scene that happened when they rolled up on like four cars of thugs they all just should have died like you like red smear on pavement should movie over i cannot agree with that anymore than i do at the moment because are you that, saying it was pretty bad you do agree you i i do agree and that scenario happened multiple times, like three times in the movie, not counting the one where the ninjas came in at the end. Uh, I, just, I wanted to make a bad joke, but I'm not going to. You go for it. No, don't. You can't tease us like that. I just I felt like a, a ninja, please, was. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I might, what I might <sighs> do is I might just bleep that just to get yeah. listeners – Guessing. To make them think it's something else. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, unnecessary bleeping is—it's the future. Because that's that... actually—you that, know what? Because fuck the movie. Because it's—I mean—it's so bad that I feel bad talking poorly about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's like it's like that it's like that kid at school who like you don't want to pick on. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like you're like kind of slow, and it's it's, un- like... it's unfair to pick on you because you are slow. Like I don't want to—I'll pick on someone who's not slow. We're not deserving. Saying... We're not saying anything profound because this movie's pretty. There's there's nothing really deep to it. It's cut and dry. It is what it is. It's bad. You know, you anyone that watches will be like, it's you know, it's no one's gonna be like, but maybe like it was a dream the whole time. You know, it's not like one of those. This is definitely, I guess, just to wrap this shit up. And we wait, are you saying that this movie was or wasn't made by Christopher Nolan? (laughs) I'm just saying this movie may have had less plot holes than Interstellar. But I mean, okay, so I think it's safe to say, like, I'm not going to recommend someone to watch this movie. However, if, uh, I have, if I have nothing to do on a Friday night, I would have no problem getting some people together and going to Alamo Drafthouse and getting drunk and watching it. Um, I mean, I'd rather stay at home and watch it because Alamo Drafthouse is crazy expensive. And well, my district, Alamo Drafthouse, aside. Well, well, you, well okay, okay, hold on. Alamo hold on. Drafthouse. You need, to pre- you need to preface your hatred for Alamo Drafthouse since you do live in Austin, okay, the birthplace so, of the Alamo Drafthouse. So here's the deal with Alamo Drafthouse. Um, a, it's basically a glorified studio movie grill, yeah. which it's like people, ha- they like never make that connection, but I'm like, that's exactly what it is. I don't know uh, how you couldn't make that connection. Because, well, people in act and also be like, you live in Alamo? And I'm like, you mean like the more pretentious studio movie grill? When it comes to like seeing mainstream films, I would rather just go to any other theater because agreed. I don't like that you have to like buy your tickets ahead of time to like choose your seats. You can't be like spontaneous. It's always sold out. I would only go to Alamo for like their special things, like their sing-alongs or like you know they have some independent films that other theaters won't have. That oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, absolutely. But other than that, it's like it's it's pretentious. It isn't, really... Wait, hold on. Isn't though? Isn't Alamo Drafthouse? <clears throat> oh boy. Isn't Alamo Drafthouse technically everything that real Austinites hate now? It's like a brand. Uh, n- no, dude. People There's gonna, they're building one in Omaha, I, 45 I minutes from me. Like, is, is Alamo Drafthouse not something that theoretically weird Austinites should hate? I, okay, in Austin, people like cling on to like things that are popular, like some that like I guess in like the in like the national consciousness that's like oh Franklin's barbecue is popular, Alamo Drafthouse is popular, whatever. And like it's really obnoxious because there's lines in front of everything, and they're always busy. And you're like, and then you go go to these like super popular things, and you're like, this isn't really any better than the alternative that didn't make me have to do all this extra work, you know? 
Well, I mean, that's why when I went to Austin over the summer, or yeah, over the summer, I didn't go to Franklin's barbecue. Yeah, I'm not gonna I wait. Mean, I'm not gonna wait three hours in line for barbecue. Go fuck yourself. I mean, it's not just, that good. There's no way it's that good. Just go to Salt Lake or go to. I mean, if you're if you're too lazy for Salt Lake, just go to Rudy's. Shut up about Salt Lake. That place is awful. <laughs> no, <laughs> that place like, is awful. I like. I mean, it's, I like it. <laughs> Twenty bucks for all you can eat barbecue. You know. Well, I didn't know they had that. Well, now you've piqued my interest. Yeah. There are a few things better than twenty dollars for all you can eat barbecue. Twenty dollars uh, at a normal barbecue restaurant gets you like a half rack of ribs and a kick in the balls. No, it gets you it gets all you can eat barbecue. Um and, and there's one kind of close to me in North Austin. So I don't have to go all the way down to Dripping Springs. Um so that's the, I mean, we're just going on a tangent. But, but I'm uh, fine with that. Whatever. My, my point my point being that's why I'm not a huge fan of Alamo Draft House. If you like it, whatever, it's fine, good for you. It's just I'm just it there's just a lot of it's a lot more effort to go there. Though. I would say oh, the absolutely. only reason I would go there is because they serve booze. That, right, yeah. Swan? Right? Well, like, you, yeah, but, uh, I mean, apparently uh, there's AMCs now that but, have bars. Like, AMC at North Park here in Dallas has yeah. a bar that's open till midnight. Um, the only reason well, – AMC, like, AMC is also experimenting with that um, – with the, like, eating eating, eating while watching a movie thing because they have that at the Grapevine Mills. Yeah. Literally, the only reason I, I would go to Alamo Draft House or any kind of place – similar maybe not studio movie girl because i mean that could be possible like good a good date thing i guess if for whoever's interested in that but like alamo draft house and, and those type of theaters that cater to like the midnight cult classic movies and midnight showings of those things that's why you go to alamo draft house because you don't you can't go to cinemark and, and watch like rocky horror at midnight on a friday you can't do it right right no and, and i understand that like i'm i'm not saying if you want to do that that's i think that's what alamo's here for but like people that every movie there i'm just like i don't want to like buy my tickets ahead of time sometimes like i don't like i didn't plan you know i just want to go see a movie like, and then you're like there's no way see. i'm going to go watch chappie at animal at alamo draft house i'm not going to watch it yeah. i mean i went and watched fucking neighbors at alamo draft house and i was like wow this was great you know it's it's to me the alamo draft house seems like it's <clears throat> it's totally up its own ass you know what yes. i mean and they give you like all the like nice threatening like oh we're gonna kick you out if you do this or this or this. I mean yes you shouldn't text in theaters and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. All I'm saying is like they're kind of snooty about how they go about it. Oh I they're totally absolutely. up absolutely absolutely. You haven't been to the Alamo Draft House, have you, James? Um, not that I remember. No. <laughs> so, don't go out of your way to go there. Yeah, it, it doesn't really sound like something I would do anyways. Mostly because I don't have anyone to go with because I'm a fucking loner, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loner, Dottie. I'm a loner. Um, but, I mean, are we done talking about the movie? I mean, let's – I mean, we get – wow, that was like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. could be. I mean, we talked about the room not... last week for two hours. Well, there's well, not me... a lot to talk about in this movie. It's a basically a kung fu-style movie that – with, has bad overdubbing and has this message of world peace at the end of it. There's nothing. I think that that message of world peace is the strangest part of this movie. Is that not to you guys the strangest part of this movie? Well, I um, mean, yes. after seeing everything we've seen, well, not, God, so, the not so much. The characters cutting people's arms off. Well, before well, that, when they were doing that whole "we're gonna go on a world tour with the band" and like go to all the all the taekwondo dojos. I mean, they were. That was them. That was like the central idea of the film, using Taekwondo to like bring world peace. Because I mean, if you talk to anyone who studies martial arts, you're not doing it to go fight people. It's a form of discipline to teach. Like you're supposed to teach yourself discipline and learn skills and be able to protect yourself. It's not to like yeah, that, go yeah, fuck that, someone up. 
yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, as far as the world peace, like martial arts, like fundamentally, is kind of like about like being at peace with yourself and others. And is that what like it's a, is, it, is that what it's about, James? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it absolutely is. It's very much oh. focused on promotion of self control and um, just. I mean, being good. Like, I mean, even look at, like, Ninja Turtles, like, they're kind of based on, like, those tenets, and Master Splinter's always, like, you know, don't fight unless you absolutely have to. Like, I know it's the Ninja Turtles, but it's kind of based on that premise as well. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, I, yeah, I agree. So are ninjas essentially Batman? Uh, in, oh, no. Batman is essentially a ninja. Well, <laughs> hold on. Batman well, is a ninja in the Christopher Nolan movies. Batman is not a ninja in the comics. But he uh, is. Well, kind of like he sort of trained with in like I mean the training with like the martial arts masters and stuff like over like in Asia and stuff that happened in the comics. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's a safe assessment to call Batman a ninja. Yeah, he definitely has. Or it's fair to say he definitely has ninja training. I don't know if I would say he's a ninja, but he's had to train. Do you know what I mean? Chris doesn't like this. I can oh, tell no, that. No, I'm silence. fine. I was no, I'm just sitting here, man. I'm just listening. I know how big of a Batman fan you I, are. Yeah, you know how much I love Batman. Batman is Batman is my boy, man. That's my comic book of choice. See, um, I'm just not a DC fan. Woo! Oh. See, some people say I'm like, like – them, them be fighting words. Yeah, those are fighting, man. <laughs> Fuck Marvel and its stupid ass. Yeah. We're going to do something I- – we're gonna do something special next summer. We're just gonna reboot everything. Well, well see, here's I was a fan of the Marvel comics before the Marvel movies came out. Okay. Oh, he was a fan of Marvel before Marvel that, was cool. Not to have He's a, a hipster. hipster. Not to have hashtag a hipster, hipster guys. Not if you think Michael Swan moment. is a hipster, um, tweet at us hashtag Swan Hipster. Well, oh I don't know why you have to choose one or the other. Like, I, I swear to God, I hope someone just tweets at us, Swan Hipster. As long as one person tweets at us, Swan Hipster, I will be a happy man. That's Swan with two ends. Swan's going to tweet it to, to, to you right now. He's gonna, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna, okay. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go I, 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 like, I like the – wait. I just had a brain fart. Oh, great. You can tell. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> I'm like okay. – I'm thinking I lost it. Oh, I was saying about the Marvel DC thing. I mean, I like. I mean, I guess I read more Marvel than I would do DC, but I don't understand why you, it's why you have to choose one or the other. Like, I like some, a lot of DC well, characters. Well, okay. I mean, you don't have to choose one or the other. I just don't like Marvel. Yeah, it's not like choosing one or the other. I feel like you see, see, you don't like Marvel. That means that out of like the thousands of characters they have or whatever, you don't like a single one. Like, I'm, I'm not like, a huge. I'm not a huge fan of the characters of Marvel. No. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I guess. I mean, I just I'm not. You know, and I know that people are the same way. <laughs> God damn. Swan. Um, <laughs> I told you I was going to go ahead and bite the bullet. I mean, it's that. Um, Did he do the tweet? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm totally fine with Marvel, but to me, Marvel seems a little childish. What? <laughs> D- DC deals with somewhat more serious topics. Wait, which Marvel I'm... comics have you actually read? I've re- I used to read comics fairly regularly, man. I mean, I read like for like three or four years during that whole like Civil War stuff. I mean, that was I mean, pretty serious Yeah, the, Mar- the Marvel Civil War stuff is dark. Yeah, I guess. You had, when like, Captain America dies, I guess. I mean, you had hundreds of people like dying in like this tragic incident and like people like trying to like basically make superheroes register. And Yeah, and but had- they're about to completely retcon all of it, so. I, I don't think so. I, I just think Marvel's hinting at some sort of multiverse event. They're obviously not redoing every single event they've ever done. It's just... Kind of gonna be a bunch of one shots or like, or like. Now, I mean, you know, but... I'm not gonna say that DC doesn't have some like compelling and dark comics because I mean, Batman and Death in the Family is some dark shit. Oh, <laughs> Batman so... and Death in the Family is fantastic. Like, I mean, did you, I would... have you guys read 
I wouldn't. Okay, I said I don't like DC. It's not that I don't like DC. I just, you should just I, say the same thing everyone says. I don't like Superman. No, 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 no. Because I'm fine with that, I'm fine with Superman. I Superman's just I no, like, fuck Superman. <laughs> I just like Marvel better. Is all. Yeah, I, that, I, that's how I feel. But like Superman, I, I read Superman Unchained, that Scott Snyder Jim Lee book. That's uh-huh. really good. And um, John Romita Jr., who like did the art for Kick Ass, has been doing the last few issues with um, I think Jeff Johns. And I mean, any character like you could take. Like the lamest character, and if he's written well, it's you know it's good. Like you mean like uh, Animal Man yeah, or, even, or Swamp Thing? Yeah, like this, like Scott or, Aqu- or Aquaman. I, yeah, like hey, getting, Aquaman's badass. He is yeah, now. Both their, both their newest runs are like critically acclaimed because it's it's like as as it really you just have to give a premise, and then as long as the writing is good, like it really doesn't matter. Like like for example, I'm not a huge Thor fan or the comics, or I'm not even really big Captain America, but like I love the movies because I think when you put that. Take oh, anything God. from the comics, put it up on screen. Ugh. It's just, it's a lot more interesting. Like, I don't really care about Captain Marvel. I don't care about Carol Danvers, but I can't wait to see the movie. Cap- the Captain Oops. America movie is so bad. Well, and with that too, Marvel, Marvel as a brand has just done a good job about marketing their movies. Yeah, well, they've done a good job of connecting <laughs> their movies. Yeah, well, I mean, for sure. Well, that's part of it. That's part of the marketing. And now DC is like, oh shit, we need to get our act together. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to DC films. I don't think we'll give them shit, but I'm like. I mean, why, like, judge them, like, four years before they come out? Like, you know? <laughs> you mean six years before they whoa, come whoa. out? <laughs> First off, I mean... What? Okay, Ben Affleck is Batman after... Because the last Batman, not counting Christian Bale, because technically, for me, I have to count those movies separately. Mostly... I don't why. Well, because... Okay, for me, as, like, a comic book fan, I... To me, the, 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 those three, that Batman trilogy is, like, alternate universe crap. Preach, brother, preach. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're not good movies, because I mean, I think that they're great movies and a great representation of Batman. But, uh-huh. like, Michael Keaton Batman was was where it was at. And yes. the, so basically, the last thank can, God, the Michael last Swan is the here. last quote canon Batman we technically had was George Clooney. And I mean, Chris Stashu could do a better Batman after well, George Clooney. This is this is true. Then again, well, the bat nipples. I mean, I have an affinity for bat nipples. I would, I would want Time to be out. in the bat. I'd want to be in the bat nipple suit. Time out. I thought you didn't. I thought you didn't, so, you didn't so even could, know so that could, suit had I nipples. I knew about the bat nipple thing. Okay. I would just sit, and rub my nipples on screen. Like every time they, every time that they cut to me on screen, it's me rubbing my bat nipples. Um, but there's, there's so many like I, I don't even look at it like that. Like, you, like something like Watchmen, you could adapt pretty faithfully on screen because it has like a pretty finite like issues one through twelve. But like Batman, Superman, all these things. Have, just like so many iterations when it comes to the movies i think each one's kind of like the director and writer's vision and it's sort of like it's sort of like when you read like right like an alternate universe novel or whatever i don't i don't think any of things like canon or not canon. i just think it's like that interpretation that they're bringing to the screen right you know I, what i mean no, i hear you and, but i mean you need to be able to back it up you need, you, it. when you do that when you when you're when you translate something like that to screen even if you're using your own interpretation you need to back it up with with the fucking canon content in my opinion and that's where marvel has excelled for the most well, for the most part well that's just because marvel's been trying to do like their big universe which is kind of based on like their current yeah, i mean marvel started out with the iron man movie what six years ago well, they, okay to be th- i mean this well, this was their end game was to make a cinematic universe well yeah. I dc never had an end game with a, a cinematic universe well no i mean I, no one no one I, really cared well, it yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a thing when Batman Begins came out. Batman Begins came out before Iron Man did. Yeah, yeah Batman correct. Begins was sort of DC's sort of rebound after. I mean, they haven't really done anything 
for a the, while before the last, that. The last DC film, I believe, was Daredevil. No, that's Marvel. <laughs> Wait, what? Whoa, now. Time Daredevil, out. Time Daredevil out. is pretty great. Hold on. Fuck Daredevil. you, Chris. <laughs> Daredevil. Yeah, hey, guys, don't fucking forget. You know who played Daredevil? Ben Affleck did, all right? He's going to be your Batman. And actually, I think... I mean, I know Ben Affleck gets a lot of crap because... He's it's a bad like, actor, and he's not he good actor. Oh, wow. I forgot that... I thought Daredevil was a DC character. He's really, he's really not a bad actor. Like, he's... I mean, he's made bad films, but it's like it's like the Nicolas Cage argument. Like, yeah, they've both been in bad films. It doesn't make them bad actors because they've done plenty of good stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Nicolas Cage Just because is, you have made Nicolas good films Cage is a bad does not actor. make you a good actor. Nicolas, Nicolas Cage has been, like, Oscar nominated, like, twice. So what? Yeah, just, a, a broken clock is wrong twice a day. How many just bad actors? He used to be a good actor. Does not mean he is a good actor. I still. can't wait to see Nicolas Cage in the new Left Behind movie. Well, I actually heard Joe. I heard Joe by Nicolas Cage is really good. I haven't seen it yet. But um, do you want to see Nicolas Cage in the new Left Behind movie? No one wants. I, I no. But you said you love Nicolas Cage. I do love Nicolas Cage, but the premise of that film doesn't interest me. But that people are being raptured. What's wrong with that? It's just based on the books, and I just not really. I'm just not into that. But you like okay, technically the last DC, non-Batman DC film was Red and Red 2 from 2010-2013, based on a uh, based on a miniseries. But like, but Red before was before Batman Begins. No, it wasn't. I mean, after I mean, it was after Batman. After, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The most Batman recent... Batman was the last DC movie. They've only made Batman movies for the most part in the last 20 years. Oh, I'm I not lied. talking about Superman. And Superman Returns. Yeah, did Superman Returns come out before Batman Begins? Yeah, it did. Or did they count like the same yeah, time? Yeah, it did. God, that oh fucking Superman Returns. Right, that yeah, Superman shit. Returns was 2006. <laughs> hey, remember that movie that sunk Brandon Routh's career? Yeah. Um, he's actually he's actually on Arrow right now, and he's like one of the highlights. Like, I feel like Brandon Routh. Every time I've seen him in something, he's like pops off the screen. But like, I really do think Superman Returns kind of ruined his career. Like, it I don't really think he's did. I don't think he's a bad actor. He and looks he looks like Superman though. That's the problem. Like and you know, Brandon and you know, Routh is a convincing looking Superman. And you know the crazy part about that movie is A, when it came out, the critics didn't really even hate it. It was decently reviewed and it made like half a billion like it wasn't even like a commercial flop. Like it's one of those things like five years later, people like and I'm not even saying I liked it that much. I thought the like evil real estate was lame, but like the as far as the acting and like the visuals and stuff, all that stuff was fine. Like the issue was just kind of the plot was sort of dumb. But that has nothing to do with the actors. You know what I mean? Kevin so, Spacey was in that movie. Yeah, I mean he was he's a good Lex Luthor. I just I wasn't really riveted by the conflict Superman dealt with. But did you like the Angley Hulk? <laughs> okay, so it's been it's been like it's been on I haven't seen that since it came out in theaters. I know when it came out in theaters I liked it, but I don't really remember anything. People there, on people on Reddit comics have like a fucking boner for it. They're like um, this movie is this movie is is good even though it was you know really bad. I do feel like that's another one of those like unfairly maligned films, but I have it's been so long since I've seen it I really can't. I have never seen it. I'm not gonna go out of my way to see it. Um, Eric yeah. Bana is just not a convincing Hulk. I do like Eric Bana a lot. He's a great actor, I think. But how did we get on this tangent? Um, we were talking about Mar- we we're talking Batman. about DC- we were talking about Batman whether or not he's a ninja. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So, oh, and now DC's doing the Connect Universe thing. I think, I mean, I'm down for it. Like, well, yeah, I they have to compete with Marvel. Yeah, and people are like already hating on them. I'm like, let them like, you know, release something first before we like just start like, you know, it could be really good. I think people are hate are hating on it because it's derivative because Marvel's already done it. I mean, that's like saying this action movie came out. We're making an action movie. That's so derivative. Like, who cares? Like, because we're all hipsters, bro. Bro, can't 
I liked Marvel before Marvel was cool. Yeah, the, the interwebs loves hating on stuff before they come out. They, it's just it's like the cool thing to do. They're like, oh, this set video of this costume looks terrible. The movie's gonna be awful. And I'm like, what? like you haven't even seen a trailer yet. Like, but I saw the picture. <laughs> but I saw the picture, and that's all I, that you ever need. Did to you justify. guys realize that Miami Connection opened in West Germany? Yes. Yeah, can can yeah, we talk about opened, that for a second? The op- fact yeah, that this movie open opened in Orlando, first. the movie opened in Orlando, and then also opened in West Germany. Was West Germany the uh, the cool one, or was that East Germany? No, West Germany was the one that didn't have the problems. East Germany was the one that had problems. <laughs> I feel like I feel like West Germany had problems too, since there was a giant. I mean, war. the country is split in half, so of course it had problems. Um, but uh, so you guys want to kind of. We've, I think we've talked Miami Connection. I mean, do we want to just kind of give our closing yeah. thoughts? Yeah, let's let's do that. All right, what what was your closing thoughts, Juan? I mean, I kind of already gave it. I mean, yeah. it's a yeah, so. it's not a movie I would recommend. Like, hey man, go watch this movie. But if I didn't have anything to do on a Friday night and it was showing at Alamo Draft House, I'd probably go get tanked and watch it. Emphasis on getting tanked before you watch it. <laughs> spending Absolutely. like seven, spending seventy dollars on four beers. Yep. Well, that's anywhere you go. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Yashar? Uh, I mean, you know, you could tell there's definitely heart in the movie, but it's bad all around. Um, would I recommend it? Maybe as an alternative to waterboarding. <laughs> uh, I think we have a compromise. So. What about what about you, James? Well, I personally thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. Like, I I, I admit that it's a terrible movie, but it was actually so good in its terribleness that I would probably watch it again. I would go out of my way to show it to other people just because of how wonderfully bad it is. I actually, I I liked it. I'm with you. Uh, That's my feelings exactly. I really like this movie. Yeah, I I actually enjoyed this movie a lot. I the the music will probably stick with me more than anything else. (laughs) Okay, we did. We actually didn't talk about we didn't talk about the music. The music is fantastic. Yes. Well, no, we did talk about the music. We said it was like Hotline Miami. No, no, no. The music, not the soundtrack. The actual music made by the band Dragon. Oh, oh. Friends for Uh, Eternity. uh. (laughs) Yeah, okay, whatever. Friends for Eternity and Against the Ninja. Apparently, Um, that was that was a working title for the film for like six months. Against the Ninja. Yeah. Well, that sounds surprising. I actually honestly, it it would make more sense than Miami Connection. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just happened in Miami. But I thought it happened in Orlando part of the movie. I mean, I don't know. They they mentioned Orlando. Yeah, at they some mentioned point, Orlando. Probably. I'm actually. Does anyone know where University of Central Florida is located? Is it in Miami? It's in Central Florida. I'm gonna I'm gonna no. guess. Fuck it, bro. <laughs> it's in uh, Florida. Damn it. <laughs> I never. I thought it was in the middle of Tennessee. Uh, no, but but in all honesty, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I can I, I agree that it's a bad movie, but it's not it, it it's not trying to be a bad movie. There are movies that are trying to be bad, and it comes off as they're trying to be bad. This movie is more they were I'm, trying to make a good movie. Yeah, it's not intentionally terrible. No, it, it is. They were trying, like you know, you got to give them credit. Yeah, you know, they were putting they were putting themselves on a line by making this. You know, that's kind of my thing with the room. I know Swan, you didn't like the room, but he was trying at least. Yeah, I fucking hated the room. <clears throat> yeah, well. You know, he was trying at least, you know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're trying, you know, it's not, you know, they're not going out to make to make a bad movie. They're trying to make a good movie, you know, even if YK Kim was, you know, you know, 
You're fucking cutting people's arms off in the movie. <laughs> but world peace. For man. peace. For peace. So that actually justifies it. As long as it's for peace, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, absolutely. So how's your book deal coming, in, Chris? <laughs> that was an interesting segue. I'm, uh, I'm tired of talking about Miami Connection. So I'm... Good, I guess. I don't know, really. So <laughs> I'm enjoying working with the startups I'm working with more than anything else. Oh, okay. So, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Friends for eternity. <laughs> God damn it. Do we want to do we want to talk about some news? The news, the big news of the week. There was some pretty big news this week. Yeah, I read a couple things. Um, All on cultureshock.com, of course. Yeah. Uh, where, Shame, where do you want to start? Shameless, shameless plugging. We got all, There's only one kind of plug, and that's the shameless kind. Well, two kinds. And butt plugs. <laughs> and butt plugs, you bastard. Um. <laughs> I mean, what the big? I um, for me, the biggest news of the week was Toy Story, Toy Story Four. Oh yeah, my that's, god, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, Disney, go away. It's weird. It's weird though. I have like, like I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'll watch it, and that's. I just, I'm just like. I'm not like stoked. I'm not not stoked. I'm just like I'll watch it when it comes out. That's just how I feel. It's weird. I mean, do you guys? I mean, I feel like the third movie ended pretty soundly. Considering, yeah, yeah I'm kind of confused on where they're going to go. Considering that I was in the crowd that like I was one of the dudes that cried during Toy Toy, Toy Story three. You and me both. So you all, all three of us. I'm not yeah, exactly was, sure what. Uh, Wait, did you cry, Ishar? No, but did yeah. you get did you get misty eyed? Did you get some dust in your eye? I may have fought some tears off. I mean, that scene where they're almost like going into the like the fire pit or whatever, the incinerator. I was like, oh shit, it's um, ha- it's I, happening. I do li- don't like how that movie um, puts the purple bears in a bad light. I feel like you know, <laughs> purple bears. <laughs> Are you forming a purple bears union of Dallas, Texas? I- I'm just saying, as as a purple bear myself, um, I'm slightly offended by our portrayal in that film. <laughs> I'm curious as to where they go, though. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I'm just like I'm just gonna wait for a trailer. I don't, and then I I I don't want like I said I don't like being one of those guys like oh this is terrible this is not amazing like you know it's just it is what it is in my opinion. It kind of seems like a cash grab to me. I mean, to, just just milking the sh- milking the shit out of the franchise. Yeah, yeah but that's kind of what Disney does. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> Hence why I mean, we're getting episode seven, eight, nine. And oh, don't even get me started on those. Um, <laughs> I mean, really? Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's the other, I mean, let's, let's wait, let's, let's wait, let's wait a second on that. Oh. But, um, I mean, you know, it, that's just Disney, I guess. You're right. But that's not, you can't just put, that's like every major. Yeah, movie. no, I mean, that's Hollywood in general. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of an indictment of Hollywood as a, as a entity. Is yeah. No one Although, wants to take a chance on an original idea. Um, I mean, they just did Big Hero 6, which apparently is really good. I haven't seen it yet, but. I don't. I think it's a little unfair to say that. I'd say they stick to what's safe, but um, especially with Marvel, I feel like Disney's taking some risks. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy—that's not like a safe movie. But to be fair, though, it's a Marvel movie, so people are gonna go see it. It is a Marvel movie, but they, I mean, or like when Thor came out, like really, like Thor's not even that popular in comics, much less you're gonna drop a hundred million dollar plus budget on a film like this with at the time a relatively unknown actor, like. They've taken a lot of risks, especially with Marvel. It's worked out for them, but I think it's a little unfair to say, like, they're just a soulless cash. I mean, I'm not trying to defend their honor, whatever. I'm just saying they are taking some risks. Yeah, but I don't think that the risks they're taking aren't totally calculated. I don't know if that matters, really. I mean, I don't think that any movie that that Disney Marvel makes is going to be a flop. I think 
when it will if like like so far the critics have pretty much critics and public are pretty much for the most part like the movies unless if they make one that's like unless you're Christopher Nolan yeah but like if they make like a Catwoman level film like I know Chris is like all Marvel movies but like I mean individuals aren't gonna like movies but if I consensus. just think that some of the Marvel movies are fucking garbage. They just don't do anything. They don't do anything that I, you know, they don't do anything interesting. Like the Captain America movie and the Thor movie are practically interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, They're both yeah. terrible films. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, you can see you like them both, but they do very different things. I mean, they're both origin stories that aren't very compelling. Uh, Thor's is not. It's kind of an origin. It's more like how he got to Earth, but it's not really an origin of him. But it's still an origin as to how he got to Earth. I mean, I could say, like, then, that, I don't I mean, know. It, you can say it's an origin story, not just because of how it gets to Earth, but, I mean, the whole, uh... Like, Had you been introduced to Thor prior to that? No. So, therefore, it, however, it is... An... However, however, you see Thor post his power being taken away and after he regains it, and that itself is an origin for Thor in the universe. Yeah. But it's like he was already established. It's not like he's... You know what I mean? Like... He's I hear, established. I, no, I hear you, but I mean, as far as him being a member of the Avengers, he wasn't oh. going to be a member of the Avengers without having to go through that transformation, hence his origin. That's, I mean, but that's like all the Phase 1 stuff, really. Yeah, absolutely, but yeah. I mean, it's still it's still technically an origin story. I guess, but I, I just feel like calling that, like Captain America, the first one, basically like a period piece, like like a, like a historical fiction type thing, and then Thor is like basically a fantasy film, like, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, they both deal with origins, but that's like not the crux of the film. Plus, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Hemsworth. I don't think he can act his way out of a paper bag. Have you seen Rush? I mean, he's like a perfect Thor, though. Yeah, you know, have you, you seen Rush? You, you don't have to act to be Thor. That's true. You just have to take your shirt off and be be jacked. No, Chris, have you seen Rush? No. That's an amazing film. But like, that doesn't have anything to do with Chris Hemsworth being a good actor. Uh, yes. He was is. a he is awful in Thor. I don't even think he's awful in Thor, but I mean that's the difference of opinion. But Coffee. go on. Coffee, more. Blah. Like, okay, great. Wait, that's kind of how Thor is, though. He's, like, boorish. Mentally like, retarded? I mean, he... <laughs> I mean, like, no, really, like, are we led to believe that Thor is, like, doesn't have any idea what Earth is? Considering is he's the, never... Been is that the Earth. way he is in the comics? Yeah, he, yes. He's, like, he's never, like, I mean, at, well, at the comics, he's been on Earth for a while, but even he says stuff like, oh, you guys do this, or how unusual, back in my, I would do, like, that's just how he talks, like. And they didn't even make him nearly as proper speaking as they do in the comics, which probably would have been a little weird with the Doths and the Thous and yeah. have at thee. Yeah, like that, he would, says, that would have been weird. That would have been weird. He says have at thee in the comics. It's like, that's so I, – I won't, I won't hold the weird stuff that Chris Hemsworth says against him. Um, but and, – and as far as Captain America goes, this I think the Winter Soldier is maybe Marvel's best movie. But that's a whole other thing. Whoa, whoa! You're calling Winter Soldier better than Guardians? I think Guardians is Marvel's best movie, hands down. Yeah, Guardians. Guardians is passes. Guardians is definitely more ambitious, but Winter Soldier is very tight. The action is definitely the best in any Marvel movie, like the fight choreography and stuff like that. And it it was, I mean, it's basically like a spy movie, right? But it just happens to have Captain America in it. And I I kind of say it was a bad movie. I actually liked that movie more than any of the other Marvel movies aside from Guardians. And for Guardians, I mean, I like, I think Guardians was great too. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I, I don't know, Winter Soldier, I left that and I was like, wow, you know, like Guardians us and I was like, this was great too. Like I love, I read the Guardians books. I love that. But I mean, it's, it's all subjective, right? So 
Some people may like. I mean, we can just agree that those are the two best movies Marvel has made, hands down. I mean, some people might like Iron Man three the best. I don't, but oh. I'm sure. I'm sure there's people out there that do. Doesn't make them right or wrong. No, it makes them wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Iron Man three, nor am I going to. Um, it's maybe the worst Marvel movie. Personally, I think that the first Thor and the first Captain America were both terrible movies, like the worst movies Marvel has made. Which ones? But the first uh, Thor and Captain America. I agree. Though both of those were just awful. But Marvel has been getting better at making more engaging films. And Maybe because I, they're getting away from the origin stories. Yeah, I feel like once they've established them, it's easier to like, okay, you know the rules. Now we can just tell a story. Yeah. You know, kind of like James Bond. You know, you you know James Bond. Now you can kind of just do whatever you want with him. Or like this new Batman movie, the Batman Superman. Like they're not doing an origin on Batman. You know, everyone knows Batman's origin. So it's kind of in media res, you know, which I think works better. I do think for a character like Thor, you might want a little bit of origin. But I've been hearing for Doctor Strange, they're not even going to do that as an origin flick. Like, he is going to be Doctor Strange, which that's ballsy considering he's super obscure. Yep. But we'll see how that works. But, ba- I mean, kind of tying this all back in, I'm not I am not sure where Toy Story goes plot-wise. Uh, I don't think really any of us know, but... I mean, there are guess. things I can think of, like, where they could go with it. Like, maybe... New Kid. Yeah, New Kid, New Stories. But, I mean... You know, Toy Story got released in, like, 94 when I was, like – I mean, maybe it was a little later than that. But, I mean – like 96, the, 97. The four of us grew up with Toy Story, more or less. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, that movie was made for – that movie was made for our generation. Yeah. I mean, the movie came – the Toy Story 3 came out, what, when we were turning, like, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, somewhere around there. You know, and that – you know, that kind of whole thing where it's, like, getting rid of our toys and, you know, passing them on to people younger than us. Like, that hit home for me. And the whole and like, end, the ending was very the ending was very fulfilling yes. to me. And I don't maybe it'll they'll shit. I feel like anything they do will shit on that unless they're making Toy Story for a newer generation of kids. Yeah. Unless they're just doing Toy Story one all over again for kids that are our age, for kids that were our age when Toy Story one came out. Yeah, I mean it's possible they even do it like maybe they introduce a whole new set of toys where that are like tangentially related. I mean this is all conjecture at this point. But there's there's stuff they could definitely do. Um, I'm cautiously oh. optimistic about it. Either way it goes, just kind of how that's how I feel about Disney movies in general is cautiously optimistic because they they normally make good great films, but they have tanked on some of them. So um, you guys want to talk about the other big news? What's the other big news with the title the of Force Star Wars Awakens. movie? Yeah, I mean the Force I feel Awakens. like this conversation. Is- this conversation is pretty similar to the Toy Story one because we don't really know much, but it's just. I mean, there's. Uh, I don't know about that. There's definitely there has been more news leaked about. Um, yeah, I mean, but we still don't. I don't know. There's uh, been more I mean, news leaked about the new story, the new story of the uh, Star Wars movie than there has about the. Well, for sure, because I mean, they just announced Toy Story. Um, yeah. I I don't really want to get too much into the story stuff for Star Wars, but. I mean, the title's fine. I mean, it's all con- – I mean, everything we've heard about the new Star Wars movie is totally conjecture. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're all going to see it, whether or not we like the prequels. Um, <laughs> I don't think the prequels are a judge of anything at this point. Yeah. J.J. Um, Abrams is polarizing, but I think we can agree he at least has a good eye. Um, For lens flare. 
Well, no, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I was expecting Star Wars Episode Seven: The Return of the Lens Flare. Yeah, it's gonna be a good-looking movie. Worst-case scenario, with a lot with, of lens, with a lot of lens flare. With a lot of lens flare, but it's gonna look good. Um, I but, just, I don't get that as like a stylistic choice for anyone. Yeah, well, like uh, really though, what what what? You know, you know, I'm just saying. Um, but I mean, cool title, I guess. That's that's whatever. I think they're just doing essentially Star Wars for a newer generation of kids. That and, I mean, The Force Awakens kind of tells me that they're going to be... Some of the story elements are going to be similar to the Thrawn trilogy a little bit. And there's going to be some not official canon stuff they might be incorporating. Because in the Thrawn trilogy, uh, there is actually a moment when where uh, Luke Skywalker, when he's about Mark Hamill's age now... Uh, actually goes into one of the old Jedi temples on Yavin 4 and actually fights like a Sith demon type thing. And it's, it's to me, the title kind of hints that there might be some kind of like renewal of the Jedi Order from like the old and olden days, like way before episode one. And that's something as a fan of episodes four, five, and six has always been extraordinarily interesting to me. Uh, games like, um, like Star Wars, The Old Republic, that like, kind of shed light on some of those stories don't really do them justice and i like i'm a for the most part relatively busy i don't have time to like sit down and read i mean the the, the fan fiction stuff and the uh the accepted canon novels that get kicked out but like the thrawn trilogy is like generally accepted as canon and we might be hinting at some of that with the, with the new title yeah i would love if they incorporated thrawn because he is possibly my favorite character. They've they've, of... they've basically announced the whole cast. Well, the main cast. It would not be surprising to me if Thrawn made an appearance at any point, but um, he's not in the main cast for Episode Seven. Well, that's disappointing. I mean, that would be that'd be that'd be very cool because it would be the first time I think in a Star Wars movie that we see someone from the Chiss race, which is really prevalent in uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. And I mean, prevalent throughout the fan fiction and generally accepted canon canon stories. But uh, Thrawn is like the first super main character that is that is Chiss. So blue skin and red eyes, cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching that Star Wars Rebels, that new show, I, but like that. I have not. I mean, it's I watched the Clone Wars. Huge fan of that. Um, especially like the first season's kind of like kiddish, but after that, it gets like pretty dark and it's very very, very interesting. Um, and then, you know, that's just canon and they've been, they, I don't know if you guys know, like Ahsoka Tano was like Anakin's Padawan that they introduced in that series. Oh yes. Yeah. And at yeah. the end of that, she kind of, not that she like goes to the dark side, but she kind of just leaves the Jedi order. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of out there in the universe and they, I'd be interested to see if they use her character. Cause she was probably like less than 20. Yeah. Um, and she, so she, you know, she'd be like Obi-Wan's age, like in the, in the prequels or something like that. I was just yeah. hoping for Prince Shizor. Is anyone else <laughs> hoping for that? Well, they, they talk about the black sun in the Clone wars, right, um, but they're, they're not going to do Shizor in the movie. Yeah. I mean, they, they already Cause did. then you'd have to have Dash Rendar. And then well, I would, I would literally shit myself if Dash well, Rendar was in the movies. Shadows the Empire occurred during the, um, Shadows the Empire occurred during the original trilogy. So it kind of would be re- a retread at this point. Uh, um, and then, oh, the reason I mentioned Star Wars Rebels. Um, Isn't Star so, Wars Rebels technically a prequel to the new movies? Kind of, yeah. So this, I think Star Wars Rebels takes place between episodes three and four. And it's interesting new things that that, that I've, they've said, like at least some of it will be incorporated into the seven, eight, nine. So they introduced like 
this new cast. There's this like Jedi named Kanon, and he's apparently he never finished his training because you know Order sixty six and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like it, he's kind of like a renegade Jedi with his group. He's got like a Mandalorian girl. This I forgot what the race. They're kind of like Chewbacca, but he's not. And like this other girl, and and they're kind of just you know the rebels. You know they're fighting against the Empire, and then they find this little kid. People call him like Space Aladdin. Um, for lack of a better term, Ezra, and he's being trained right now by Kanon in the show. And it's introduced this villain called the Inquisitor. You guys have seen him, right? Yeah. Is that kind of the bald, white-headed guy? And they really haven't talked much about him, like whether or not he's like, I mean, he uses a red lightsaber and stuff, but, you know, the rule of two. So is he like a Sith or is he kind of like how, you know, sometimes they have like a like a helper, but it's not an official Sith, so it doesn't break the rule. Kind of like um, with Asajj Ventress and Count Dooku, but I'm interested to see if they, I mean, obviously the show's just like four or five episodes in, and probably it'd be like a season or two by the time the movie comes out, but I'm just to see like if some of the story elements they introduce in that, like if that carries over, that would be that would be interesting to me, um, because I don't know, I, and I don't think it should like rely on the show a lot, but you know, if like we get a character from like Clone Wars or a character from Rebels, that would be cool. Maybe like the Inquisitor is like an important part of episode seven, like maybe he survives and he's part of like the empire kind of coming back. I don't know. I'm curious to see how many of these quote unquote rumors actually uh, end up being true. Yeah. Cause a lot of the rumors are not out there, but they would completely change kind of the landscape of the star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, if Luke Skywalker ended up being a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, Cause I most people, most have... people haven't read the extended fiction. Right. Yeah. And, and Lucasfilm has said like all that, you stuff other than like Clone Wars and Rebels and a couple other choice stuff are pretty much not canon until they establish the new Marvel comics and then whatever movies come out now. But I'm sure they'll borrow some ideas. I sure so, hope so. I mean, we really we won't know for another year. We might see a trailer or two before then. But yeah, I, that was the thing. I heard that there might be a new trailer before the end of the year. That would that would be cool. That'd be a wonderful birthday present for me yeah. is for them to release something before the end of the year. Be like, oh, well, thank you, Disney. I'll, I'll take that. I'm, I'm sure they're thinking of you right now. I know that I, I should be their primary concern. Fuck everyone else in the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, they, owe, they owe it to us as Star Wars fans for making one, two and three. And, Fucking garbage. <laughs> Fucking garbage. And one last thing I want to bring up, kind of talking about news. Um, I don't know if you guys read about this, but I think it's still a rumor. You guys heard about that Suicide Squad movie they're making? Yes, with Jared, Jared Leto as the Joker. That was you like you you say it and then you think about it you're like actually that makes a lot of sense. Like Jared Leto does intense and weird and just you know wacky. Like he can do it and and he's a very committed actor. So um, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I'm all for that if it does. I think he would be a great Joker. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts? It's kind of my reaction, like the Heath Ledger stuff. Like when I heard Heath Ledger was gonna be the Joker, I was like, "This sounds awful." But yeah, the only issue I see with Suicide Squad is um, Harley Quinn. Like to her being too over the top or something, or no, finding it finding an actress to play it. It's kind of like the whole Steve Jobs issue: finding finding an actor or actress that can handle the part and not make a fool of themselves doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is the Suicide Squad? So let's talk about this actually. Is DC going to pursue the line of comic book movies that are more serious than fun? I don't think we know really. Until I mean, we... the Superman movie is technically the beginning of the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I that's... guess that that if you're using that as a 
but but at the same time, like look how different during the Marvel movies are. Like like Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Winter Soldier is a pretty serious movie to deal with. Like yeah, but they're still having fun. I mean, there's a few jokes. It's but not it's, it's not dark. Winter it's not Sol- a dark serious movie. All the Batman movies are dark and serious. Winter Soldier's pretty serious. It's like yeah, his best friend. It's not friend dark. It's not dark. Brainwashed to like assassinate people and. I mean, it wasn't a lighthearted film. If I were, to, I mean, if I were to say, if I were to like issue a statement on it, I would have to say that the DC movies are going to end up being more serious. I think so too. But all I was saying with that Winter Soldier thing is like Marvel's shown like with Guardians you can have a lighthearted film and Winter Soldier a little bit more serious and you know you can like I feel like DC's going to do that too where like they'll have some movies that are more lighthearted than serious. But I, I mean, it might I don't disagree that I think the DC stuff might in general be a little more serious. That just bums me out. Comic book movies are supposed to be fun. Well, not, even like, then, not like, not heavy. Most of, most of the DC stories tend to be on the heavier side. Yeah, I agree. That's why I like, I just, that's why I like DC as a comic. I just don't feel like they do a very good job of translating it to the movies. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. I like the flash is kind of a lighthearted character and they're doing a flash movie. True. You know, so. True. Um, Are they doing I, a Flash movie off of the Flash TV show? No, they said they're going to keep the TV shows and the movies just separate. Although, I mean, I love Arrow and I like Flash and I think Stephen Amell would make, you know, a good character. But I can understand why they want to kind of keep it separate just because I think they're just trying to do this all one way and they don't want to really muddle well, Also, they can't get a, a big name actor to play the Flash on the TV show now, can they? Well, they already got the actor for the TV show. No, but yeah. what I'm saying is like they can't get a big name <laughs> actor to be on the TV show well, week they already cast the Flash actor, and it's, he's not. I mean, he's been in a few movies, but I'd never really heard of him before. Uh, like Ezra Miller or something like his name. So he's a rel- relative unknown. I mean, he'll probably blow up after the Flash comes out. Um, or I'm sure he'll be introduced in one of the other movies first. But, um, so, you know, Cyborg isn't that serious. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure some of the DC movies will be not necessarily, like, fun, but it won't be like Batman Begins all the time. I don't even think Batman Begins is the darkest of the three. I think The Dark Knight was definitely yeah i think so too um but so so it seems like as far as like we're at least like interested to see if jared leto is the joker i think we're all kind of interested i'm interested i'm reserved though because i don't know i'm i still stand by heath ledger was good as the joker but i jack nicholson is still my joker jack nicholson man Um, he just brings something to the role that everyone else lacks i mean jack nicholson was like the like what people picture as classic Joker from the comic books, like maniacal, uh, maniacal sociopath that didn't care. He would kill you as soon as look at you. Yeah, but I feel like in the comics, they've kind of made Joker more of like almost like a carnage type of character where he's like, there's like the laughing and the maniacal, but he's like legitimately. Like, but was that in, just, was that, was that though in, in, was that a reaction to the movie? I feel like a lot of Joker stuff started getting darker after they released the movie. Well, I think a lot of it is just Scott Snyder who writes the Batman run right now. I think he just – that's just how he writes. Uh, and through, and over the years, people have written Joker two ways. He's been like kind of like almost like – I don't say harmless, but you know, one is more – he's not really going to kill you, but he'll like play pranks, like really devious pranks. Then there's like the Joker who's, you know, Satan embodied. Um, so – and we kind of saw like the Jack Nicholson one was kind of – the former and then the Heath Ledger's more the, the latter. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there was any other news from the week. It was kind of a slow news week yeah. overall. Yeah. Um I thought maybe me and James might talk about Interstellar. Yeah. I mean uh, won't go won't 
do like a whole Let's do like Miami connection section on it. But go ahead if you guys want to talk about it. We'll just well, um, I'll well, inter- I'll interject if I can give any hatred about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be spoilers, so if you don't want to hear, so. yeah, just be aware, anyone listening. Um, we are probably going to touch on some spoilers, so if you don't want to know anything that you if you don't want the movie ruined for you, if you don't want to then... know about Matthew McConaughey being a robot. Don't listen. Damn. Uh, <laughs> blew your fucking minds. Um, yeah. So, um, Interstellar, I saw it on 35mm film, which, it's whatever. It doesn't make a difference to me. Uh, I saw it the, oh, on Tuesday. I mean, the reviews up on the site. Uh, I think it's worth watching. I like Christopher Nolan in general. Um, I don't think he's like the best thing ever, but he's, I, I don't think you've ever seen a movie of that I've hated. Uh, but I did. Uh, the movie's like really, it's pretty, it's ambitious, it's the acting's really good. Uh, you know, basic premise is Matthew McConaughey is going into space to find a new planet for us to colonize because Earth's resources are dying, right? Um, but it's especially the last third of the movie has some major like just I I know it's not a cell scientifically accurate or whatever, but it's just like stuff that you like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And there's like a lot of like plot devices that just make sure our hero like you know it's a happy ending and I I don't know I mean there's yeah. some cool stuff like the like like there's a lot of like time re- relativity and stuff I think that's really cool the wormholes are cool there's like this weird thing like these others that put this thing there but it's confusing because they hit that it's aliens but then they hit that it's not aliens but then if it's not aliens it's a like, a weird recursive time thing like well what started the initial cycle of that. And there's just a lot more questions than answers. I feel like by the end of the film and um, I don't have to feel like this James, but like the, the daughter in the movie Murph, like she's pretty important mm-hmm. uh, to my, Conhey, like she's kind of like, cause there's his son, but his son wants to be a farmer. Like that's what everyone wants to do at that point. Cause everyone needs food on earth, but the daughter's more like Matthew Conhey who wants to do something big with her life. But when he goes off into space to basically save mankind, like it does say later that he didn't really tell all the details. But I feel like her harboring that grudge for like what is it like when we when we see her as Jessica Chastain about thirty years or something? Yeah, I think they said it. Yeah, it, it was, was like thirty years later it, or something. It was over twenty years for sure. It's yeah. just like, I was like, there's no way, especially that she's working in NASA. There's like yeah. no way that it's it's like illogical, like that she would hold a grudge that long that like, he abandoned us and blah blah blah. Like I'm like. He abandoned us to save humanity. He's such a dick. Yeah, and she just goes on and on, and like, I didn't feel bad. I was like, I was like, you're just, you're super irrational. And I guess I've been reading that Christopher Nolan's female characters have been a problem in the past. I hadn't really noticed before, but like, I thought Anne Hathaway was fine. Um, they kind of dealt in on. There was that one part, you know, where she wants to go on the other planet Mm -hmm. because it hints that her lover. Okay, so the, the basic premise is they sent out 12 scientists to these 12 different planets to see if there's life at one point. And, like, three of them came back with, like, a signal that there might be. So now they're sending Matt McConaughey to go check on the scientists. And they have they can only choose one of these two planets at this point. And one has, like, her ex-lover. And one has, like, this master scientist played by Matt Damon. Um, and, like, there's like, this theme that's, like, ran down our throats. Of, like, oh, we should follow our hearts because love tells us what's good and what's bad. And... And Matthew McConaughey's like, well, maybe you're like thinking too personally and we should go to this planet because you said this scientist is, you know, the real expert. And it's like the theme of love is explored in the movie, but like it doesn't let you think about it. It's just like 
crammed down your throat. Like, you, remember what he said? Like when he's in the black hole, he's like, he's like, oh, love is tangible. It's- oh yeah, something about that's why he was able to communicate with his daughter, or she knew it was him, or something. It was. Yeah. The entire I okay, I liked the movie, but at the same time I didn't. Um it was so long that like I understand that they were trying to make this beautiful, like deep movie, mm-hmm. but it was so slowly paced and like a lot of the uh themes that they were pursuing were just so narrowly touched on that it's like mm-hmm. you could have left that out and made the movie another 10 minutes shorter and I would be okay with that because honestly I got halfway through the film and was falling asleep. I didn't have that problem, but I can see what you're saying. It, um, it was just, and there did, wasn't did, enough action to justify it being a three hour movie. And was the twist with Matt Damon? Like, I felt like that was a little like, I honestly, I saw it coming. I could, I, did, ab- I, I didn't you could see- tell based on what was going on. Because uh, earlier they mentioned something about um, the effects of like being alone. Yeah. And I could kind of tell that's where they were going with it when he was like, oh, well, make sure you have all this stuff. And then they were just standing there. It's like, well, kind of know what's coming next. Yeah. I, but like his character was really pedantic, which maybe I guess that was the point. Like the way he talked was like, I don't know if you saw Nightcrawler, but he talked like a textbook. Like it, was, it reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, and like that, I just thought it was, like a cheap twist um, that didn't yeah. also, and it and it ultimately didn't really change much other than I got the that one scientist killed, but the end result was the same because like yeah. he was supposed to sacrifice himself to go in this black hole and and did you yeah. get that like <laughs> like I so, I don't know a lot of the things that they tried to make like a put a big emphasis on it was just like well I mean I. I guess that makes sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. Because you know, who would have put the original wormhole there? Like, it couldn't have been him. Because... It would. It would have had to be like they say that. Uh, he says Matthew McConaughey say, eh, Matthew McConaughey says while he's in the uh, gargantua or whatever. Yeah, the black um, the black hole dealing with all the bookshelf shit that um, it's humanity at some point evolves to the fifth dimension. And so they built this thing and sent it back in time or created it. But it but just there doesn't. Been, there would have been an initial time, right? Like there would have been a first timeline yeah. where Earth would have died and they would have had to like make that. How would, you know what I mean? That's where I'm like, I feel like maybe Matthew McConaughey's character is wrong and there actually are like aliens or something. You know what I mean? That I, sent, I think it's possible, but. It's it's not really. It's it's kind of poorly. It's touched. poorly explained. Yeah. Um And. And that's and it was just confusing. Like the ending was fine. It was just wrapped in a nice bow, you know. He's yeah. discovered Earth. You know, they made it. Earth is colonizing. Everyone lives. Yay! And the whole thing with Michael Caine faking the equation, I thought that was. I actually liked that. I you did. It it was when it when I realized that's what was happening. It was like, oh well, shit. That's actually kind of an incredibly devious move. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just liked the way that they spun that. Mm-hmm. It was it was intriguing for me because I mean, I mean, based on I, his character that he had played up to that point, you would not expect that of him. Yeah. So and, it, and it's like, was it so hard for him to say no? Your dad didn't know. Like that was also like manufactured. 
Yeah. Like worth when the character like won't answer a simple question that causes like conflict. Um, but the performances were fine. You know, I just thought Murph's reaction to her dad leaving was er- super irrational. Yeah, her her reaction to her father leaving was just stupid because like I get it for like a week or two, for, like for thirty years to harbor that like, it, and especially that she works at the place. You know, yeah. it's not like she was ignorant of what was happening. Yeah, she knew that. Well, he left to go save the rest of humanity, but yeah. I'm just gonna be a spoiled little brat and still be pissed off at him for thirty years. Oh, and speaking of stupid decisions, Casey Affleck when he's full grown. Like no. when the doctor comes, Topher Grace, who I mean, I like Topher Grace, but he doesn't really have much to do in this movie. But he's like, you know, the fumes or whatever, are like killing your family slowly. Yeah. Okay, that's like, I don't care. I is a redneck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, overall, it was a I, decent was- movie. Like there were definitely some plot hole things that's like, uh, I'm not so sure about. I mean, and just some characters like like these characters are supposed to be really smart made like really stupid decisions well that's just kind of movie logic well and, this really smart person has to do something stupid in order in order for the story to progress so yeah unfortunately those are kind of necessary and and i kind of wish that maybe they let matthew conaghy like sacrifice himself for real i mean i guess he sacrificed his years but, but... he didn't he well i mean he still lives up but like he you know he it was just like his like his ship almost exploded. He went in a black hole. He got like it just everything worked out for him. Yeah. It, ultimately, and, he really didn't like he had to put up with a lot of shit, but he didn't really sacrifice a whole lot because he his daughter lives. He saves humanity. And then at the end, he gets to go and be with this beautiful woman. So it's like, well, I mean, really, that's not such a bad deal to be known as the hero of humanity and get to bone this incredibly attractive woman for the rest of your life true and i'm assuming his son died i don't know he doesn't really care about his grandkids at that point. um but i mean it's it, it's a it is a it's objective i mean i know it's subjective to review movies but objectively it is overall i think okay i shouldn't say objectively but it is a good film in my opinion would you suggest other people go see it for sure there's sure. problems with it but just because there's problems with it doesn't make it not worth seeing just for the visuals alone and I mean, it's interesting. Like you're interested. Like I was interested in everything that happened, but afterwards I was like, mm, it's just, you know. Yeah. Well, personally, I think it's one you can probably wait till uh, Netflix comes out with, or rent it from like uh, Redbox or something. But that's all I really have to say about it for now. Um, let's hand this back to Mr. Sashu. So, so you guys, so you guys would say that it was worth seeing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a decent movie. I wouldn't pay twenty bucks to go see it to take a lady out and go see it but it wasn't a terrible movie i suggest seeing it at some point i'm you're not gonna yeah all the convincing in the world is not gonna convince me to go see it but that's just me because i'm a troll i mean <laughs> i heard the soundtrack was pretty baller so if anything i'll I just guess. go i'll go look i'll go and just close my eyes <laughs> uh, <laughs> um that that would defeat the purpose of the film, but I mean, I guess I don't really. What remember. If the soundtrack is good, why do you need to watch the movie? I don't really remember the soundtrack, but honestly, uh, the soundtrack—they actually did a really great job of making the film look look aesthetically beautiful. Like yeah. there are some shots where you're you're just kind of stuck and like, wow, that is incredible for sure. And 
they do a good job of kind of syncing up the soundtrack with those moments mm-hmm. where you get this kind of surreal, wow, I almost feel like I could be floating in space mm-hmm. type deal. But that's th- those are some of the impressions that I got from it. Wow. For me, just it just looks like Inception all over again. It's going to be super overhyped. People who usually don't go see deep movies are going to go see it and think it's like the deepest shit known to man. And they're going to... Well, I mean, like that was the thing. Like with Inception, it's like, oh my God, this movie's so deep. No, you're just an idiot and you don't go see movies like this. And when a movie decides to introduce something that's even remotely, you know, that you have, you know, kind of interesting or challenges you to think, you all of a sudden blow it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of my feeling about Inception, and I feel like this is the exact same way. If I wanted to go watch a movie like this, I'd go watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, I mean, I don't think it's the, this or that. I think you can do both. It just it, lo- it looks like, a, looks like a, a space movie that is trying to be 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, it's trying to be a deep science fiction film. Maybe. And it, ki- and it kind of fails from what I've read. A little bit yes and a little bit no. Yeah, I mean... I- it's hard to say we fails, you know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it fails. It tries a little too hard. And this, I wish it was a little more subtle with the themes. Um, but it's 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 a perfectly good film. So you guys are just going seeing it? Yes. Not in theaters, personally. That's my opinion, but... The in-theater, uh, non-theater thing, that's kind of a... A blurry line where I'm like, I don't really. really if you don't go see it in theaters, you pay nothing. Well, well you pay uh, a couple bucks. I, I mean, I just like going to the theater. Like, it's, I just think, it's, I, however you want to see it, in the theater, not in the theater, but I think it's worth seeing. I, I definitely do not su- suggest taking a date to go see it because she will probably be, by the time the movie ends, she'll probably be like, well, fuck, I'm going home and going to bed. This is. Huh, probably because the movie will get out at one in the morning, so. Yeah, exactly. Because three hours without any kind of action or romantic spurring. <laughs> fucking. <Like>, fucking. <laughs> I wasn't going to be so crude. Yeah, but, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of makes the movie like, okay, let's, unless she's a super deep thinker that is into, like, getting mind-fucked or trying to be mind-fucked, then, yeah, you're probably not going to want to take her to that. Well... At least you guys went and saw it. I didn't have to go see it. You guys could go see it for me. <laughs> I got to go see it for free too. So, haha. Did your boyfriend? Did your boyfriend pay for it? No, uh, I actually went and spent some time with my dad, which is a very rare occurrence. So, yeah, cool. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just glad you guys went and saw it, so I don't have to. Um. So, are we gonna do you want to talk about now what we're gonna talk about next week or we'll just discuss that later um yeah so next week uh we are going to be reviewing the american classic suburban commando oh no um featuring hulk hogan as, as an alien from space named shep ramsey i thought this was a fictional movie <laughs> <laughs> hey man let me tell you something brother you don't know about Hulk Hogan's real life. He may or may not be from a other planet, you know, making yeah. sex making sex tapes and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, we'll watch that. We'll discuss it next week. Um, does anyone else have anything to say? I mean, um, you know, we need to, uh, you know, Swan, do you have anything you want to plug? I guess we ought to blow up Twitter gotta, again. I got to blow up Twitter again, as usual. Yeah. Always got to, you got to plug the shit out of Twitter because, yep. you know. 
yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at M-E-S-W-A-N-N-J-R. For those of you that can spell, that is me, Swan Jr. Uh, also be sure to follow us at Culture Shocked. Uh, we'll be doing a couple contests in the next couple weeks. Uh, we've been doing some giveaways for a uh, brand new copy or a brand new like collector's copy of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 you know, for Blu-ray. And then we'll also be uh, giving away a brand new uh, collection or the or it's the Alien anthology on Blu-ray, so you get all four Alien films. Be sure to be on the lookout for those on the Twitters. What about um, Shark? Got anything you want to plug? Um, just uh, you know, my Twitter is your Shark at your Sharp Y S H A R P I R A S T E H. No one's gonna know how to spell that. Um, and then I, mean, I just figured everyone who listens to this podcast is Persian. Well, I mean, uh, we, we we post links on the website yes. under the under the podcast, so it's really not that big. Um, though I'm not super on Twitter, but you know, I'll tweet back if you have a question. Uh, and then uh, that's pretty much it, I think. How many how many tweets are you up to now, uh, James? I am officially at 32, thanks to the good men at Culture Shocked. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, and folks, if you want to follow me at jmd313 for all my wonderful insights aka our insights exactly (laughs) we take the we take the risk out of doing twitter by just auto pushing everything through your twitter account um that's how you got to do it yeah and you can follow me at heel stash that's heel and then stash s-t-a-c-h no e on the end um and i i don't really tweet but i get stuff pushed through my account too uh, and as always, I'd like to thank our guest, James, who's becoming quickly a regular occurrence on the podcast, and uh, Yashar as well. Thank you both for coming on and talking about Interstellar so that I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> you take the you take the legwork out of going and seeing new movies since I'm a cheap ass. Um, <laughs> and I also don't like Christopher Nolan, so, so there you go. Um, I mean, it begs the question, what do you like? But that's a whole uh, other podcast. I like a lot of things. You just don't believe me. That's a whole other I like problem. the Grumpy Cat movie. Why didn't we talk about that for news? The okay. Grumpy Cat movie was the trailer was released. That looks like an American classic. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> to talk about there. Uh, um, what are you talking about? Aubrey Plaza is going to be in that movie. Okay. As the voice of the Grumpy Cat. You may know Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec or her nudes recently leaked <laughs> on the internet. Did uh, uh, <laughs> herself. Just yeah. say, if you want to go look, just look it up. It's all over the internet. Um, uh, and as always, like Swan was saying, check out Culture uh, at Culture Shocked on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Uh, just search Culture Shocked. We'll be on there. Make sure to download the podcast, though I don't know how they would have gotten to this point without downloading it. But uh, subscribe on iTunes so we can look like we're going up the ranks. Uh, oh, yeah, well, no, the podcast is on the iTunes, iTunes store. It's also on Stitcher Radio and uh, a couple of other Android sources for those that don't do Apple. Cool. Yeah, and make sure to subscribe on iTunes so we can get some more followers and you know boost our credit on the on iTunes. Um, other than that, though, like I said, thanks to you guys for coming up and uh, being guests on our podcast. And uh, you know, Swan, you're having us. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, Swan, you want to do the honors? Oh, sweet. Let's stop. Uh,